another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Trial by Stone! This is what I came for. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. I can feel something. Hear it almost. Don't move. Don't move? Where would I go? Quiet! Here's your host, Philip Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. This is your vital essence on the Dark Crystal, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We are up to episode 58, and on this show, we'll be chatting to Jill and Bo. Um, they're both from the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, Georgia, which is a big museum, and they always have events. Sort of, It's all dedicated to, um, to the puppetry arts, the art form of puppetry. And the reason we have them on is because they are doing an exhibition uh, coming up for The Dark Crystal called Jim Hansen's The Dark Crystal, The World of Myth and Magic, which is going to launch on August the 30th, that it will debut with the launch of The Dark Crystal Ball, uh, which is a sort of a New Year's Eve kind of style, great conjunction (laughs) kind of ball, Dark Crystal Ball event um, that's going to be happening and as of this recording or as of this release of the show, tickets are still on sale uh, to the Dark Crystal Ball. So if you actually go to uh, puppet.org, you'll definitely be able to find details about the Dark Crystal Ball. And I'm very certain that tickets for the Dark Crystal exhibition will uh, be available uh, very soon. So definitely check out the website. And I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy to see uh, this exhibition happening. I know last year they did, a couple of years ago, they did one for the Labyrinth, um, which looked really cool, just seeing all the um, pictures and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very excited. I mean, unfortunately, I, I wish I could come at the launch, um, but unfortunately, I've had a couple of things that are actually happening um, around that time. And uh, I mean, that's probably the other thing before we get to Jill and Bo uh, from the Center for Puppetry Arts, I probably just need to you know, make some, a couple announcements, I guess, of sorts. So one of which is I will let you all know that this is going to be the last episode uh, for this year uh, with, with Trial by Stone. Uh, the big reason why is, well, I'm actually getting married um, in September and I have a lot of things to sort of uh, plan uh, to organize uh, that I need to, you know, definitely focus on. Um, I've always been focusing on the wedding and this has sort of been, you know, my fun sort of hobby thing to do, but I think I'm going to have a bit of a break uh, from the podcast uh, for a while because I'm going to be married in, in September and I'm going to be away on the honeymoon for a good month. So I'm pretty much not going to be um, as active uh, with the podcast in general, uh, September to October. And also I think I need to give myself probably a couple more months break as well as I want to start preparing for 2019 as we all know that that's going to be a big year for the Dark Crystal with the launch of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And not only that, but we've got um, Jamie Lee's third book uh, that'll be out by the end of 2018. And, and we've got the comic book series, the Beneath the Dark Crystal. Um, so there's going to be a lot of content. Uh, that will definitely be happening in 2019, that's for certain. But I'm just going to have a, 
a bit of a break for now. Um, so if you want to, you know, keep in touch with the show, definitely send send an email to darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Uh, a friend of mine of the show who, who also co-hosts another podcast with me called The Dark Crystal Minute, Jamie Prater. Um, he'll definitely be, you know, keeping the Facebook page uh, running, you know, while I'm away. Uh, it'll just be Twitter and Instagram that sort of won't have much going on. So just wanted to let you know, I'm having a bit of a break and I'll probably come back um, either later this year or definitely by 2019. Um, I think I just need to have a bit of a break for now. I mean, I've been doing the podcast every month. There's been an episode pretty much every month. Um, there might have been one episode that I did miss, but I think I sort of caught up with making multiple episodes since then. You know, I, I enjoy doing this podcast. It's, it's always a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it as well. And I mean, it's, it's such an exciting time, as I always say, to be a fan of The Dark Crystal. Um, definitely got a lot of things in development that are in the works. And uh, I mean, one of which, you know, I'm, I am definitely sort of looking into YouTube is something I'm potentially going to put some of our shows of Trial by Stone on YouTube, um, which is going to be really cool. So I'm definitely playing around with that, which I mean, this won't happen for a very long time, but I thought I might as well let you all know about it. So, which is really cool. Um, I think that's all I really have to say. So like I just said, just going to have a bit of a break uh, from August till the end of the year. And I'll probably come back later in the year or definitely January 2019 um, that I'll be back. So, and also to make up for the absence of Trial by Stone episodes, um, I will actually have episodes of the Gathering Songs uh, with the discussions on the song of the Dark Crystal that was sort of cover that time uh, period. I think, um, you know, instead of one episode a month for Gathering Songs, there'll be two episodes uh, a month and st- we still have episodes of the dark crystal minute that will be scheduled um so there is still going to be content <laughs> for you guys it's just there won't be uh, many episodes of trial by stone in general and and that social media is just be a little bit quiet than usual um for the podcast so that's all i need to say um again just want to say thank you so much uh for listening to the show and you know, next year is going to be a really big year. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you know, again, I just chatted to Bo and Jill uh, about the Centre for Puppetry Arts and I had a great conversation with them and we really got into detail about what the exhibition, uh, what they'll have in store um, and as well as the Dark Crystal Ball, which I'm really excited about. I was really bummed that I couldn't make it to, you know, to this Dark Crystal Ball but um, as you'll probably hear later on in the show, that um, there will definitely be uh, another Dark Crystal Ball happening next year, um, which I believe will, you know, very well, you know, be a celebration for the launch of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, um, which I'm definitely going to do my best to <laughs> to get to Atlanta, Georgia, in time for that second um, event, if it ever happens. Uh, which I certainly hope. So, without further ado, here's the interview with Bo and Jill. Thank you.
So I just want to say, um, Burrow and Jill, uh, thank you so much for being um, on this episode of, of Trial by Stone. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, no worries. And I mean, like, I've really been excited to, to chat to you uh, both because, of course, um, we've got the, um, well, you know, as part of the Center for Puppetry Arts, uh, you've got um, an ex- exhibition that's sort of coming up um, that's sort of dedicated to the Dark Crystal, uh, which I know a lot of fans and listeners of the show would, uh, would be very um, e- excited about and would love to sort of know more about it. But before we go into that, I mean, I would like to ask both of you, how did you discover the Dark Crystal? Well, uh, I can go first. Um, I'm, a, I'm a puppeteer myself. Uh, and I work here in the marketing department at the Center for Puppetry Arts. And so I grew up on this stuff. I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up watching the sort of great creature effects films of the 80s, like Labyrinth and, and Dark Crystal, but also Gremlins and Ghostbusters and, you know, Short Circuit. And all those movies, you know, were, were part of my bread and butter as a kid growing up. Um, so now I'm, I'm so lucky that working in the, both the puppetry industry uh, as a puppeteer, but also uh, doing working here at the Center for Puppetry Arts uh, and at our big convention here in Atlanta called DragonCon, I've had wonderful opportunities to meet so many of the people responsible for um, some of the great stuff that I loved and geeked out at, you know, geeked out over as a kid. Um, and, you know, working here at the Center, we have this this incredible honor and, and responsibility of honoring Jim Henson's legacy. And so we're always trying to find exciting ways to engage the fans uh, with with the, what we do here in the museum, as well as, cr- you know, part of my job is creating events um, like like the Dark Crystal Ball uh, for to create fan experiences. I came to the Dark Crystal a little bit differently. Um, like Bo, I grew up. Um, in the same time period, loving all these films, but I was also a child who was a bit skittish about things, uh, scary movies, still on as an adult. So um, my parents didn't let me see The Dark Crystal, but I saw it for the first time about five months ago, and it's really a beautiful piece of artwork, and I'm very sad that I've just now started watching it, but I've seen it a few times since then, and um, have been very excited to work on this exhibition and learn more about it um, as a film and as a piece of art and as a um, part of the larger Henson body of work. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be, you know, such an exciting time now. I mean, especially with, you know, have generations of fans that's fans that sort of grew up with the film, whether they saw it in the cinema when it first came out, to VHS and the DVD releases, which was sort of sort of my era, I guess, you know, especially on VHS. Uh, you know, watching it, you know, <laughs> probably hundreds of times, probably by now. And I guess you know now it's sort of you know really coming back in a big way again um, with with the Netflix series that's been. Um, in production at the moment with Age of Resistance, which I know is just going to bring in a much, you know, more, you know, more people into um, the world of the Dark Crystal. So I definitely sense this, you know, sense of excitement sort of um, that would anticipate with the, with the release of the show. You know, I guess we might as well, you know, chat about the sort of the Center for Puppetry Arts because, yeah, I'm really interested about, I guess, you know, for myself, but also for the listeners out there. I want to know, like, what, what it's all about, the Center for Puppetry Arts, and, and how did it all uh, started? Um, the Center started about, well, exactly 40 years ago in September this year. And um, Vince and Anthony was a puppeteer. He's our founder. He wanted to build a place where people could 
experience puppetry as an art form in a lot of different ways. They could engage with it through education. They could uh, see live performances for lots of different age groups. And then they could also experience the history of puppetry. And so um, we are this nonprofit organization in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States. And we have multiple audiences that we share uh, the history of puppetry with in a lot of different ways. And um, actually, when uh, Vince had this idea, he was at a puppeteer festival and um, he, Jim Henson was involved. He actually uh, came here and cut the ribbon with Kermit the Frog on our opening day. And uh, <laughs> we um, have been very, very fortunate to just have a number of wonderful artists here through the years and to be able to um, share our artwork with uh, artists that are coming through the ranks now and also to be able to share the work of puppetry around the world um, and really are very fortunate to be able to do this kind of work and to uh, uh, share the Henson legacy, which um, has been part of what we've done this entire time. But in 2007, the Henson family de dedicated, um, decided to let us be the dedicated place to have the world's largest collection of Jim Henson puppets. And so now we have our global gallery, which um, shares puppetry traditions from around the world. And we also have the Jim Henson collection, which um, is chronological and starts with his early work and goes all the way through his fantasy work like the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, and then um, goes on to share some of his legacy. And uh, we are also fortunate to have a special exhibits gallery where we can do kind of deep dives into different topics um, where we can share even more on different types of work. And that's why we are going to focus on the Dark Crystal for exhibition that's going to open in August. Yeah, we, we, yeah, which is which is so great to hear about sort of the history and sort of um, sort of the contributions that the Jim Henson and company, you know, have done, you know, for the center of puppetry, uh, arts, which, which is, which is really great. And also, you know, as sort of, you know, a great opportunity with the, not only the Henson company, but also with, you know, other, I guess, puppeteers to be able to, to, I think, to perform and, um, you know, show, showcase their work, um, as well. Absolutely. Um, this is the second of our, uh, Jim Henson focused special exhibits, uh, in, in 2016, we opened the first one, which is the Labyrinth. We did a Labyrinth special exhibit, and we wanted to celebrate the opening of that exhibit, and we decided, well, what better way to celebrate Labyrinth but with a masquerade ball? So it, it just sort of made sense, and it was a perfect storm in many ways because it was the 30th anniversary of the film. David Bowie had just passed away, and so... We we announced the tickets for the ball, and the, they went on sale, and they sold out in two minutes and crashed our website, which had never happened before. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were like, "Wow, we this is this. There's definitely an audience for this. This is great." So we did the first labyrinth ball, and we learned a lot about hosting a big sort of fantasy event like that. You know, we wanted it to be really immersive. We wanted to make people feel like they were in the film. Um, and people had these beautiful costumes and then we had representatives from the Jim Henson company there. So you got to mingle with, with, you know, um, the, the, the people who work at Henson and, and the Henson's children. And then we had a big costume contest and it was very successful and everybody had a lovely time. So we decided to have another one, uh, to celebrate the closing of the labyrinth exhibit. So we had the second labyrinth ball last year and now, Moving forward with the Dark Crystal exhibit, we said, well, 
we should have a dark crystal Let's ball. Let's do it again. Um, so yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. So so now the the difference, of course, being is that you know there's a masquerade ball sequence in the movie Labyrinth, and you you put on some David Bowie music, and and everybody has a great time. The challenge for for us has been turning Dark Crystal into a party um, because it's a much tonally it's a much different film than than Labyrinth. Um, you know, there's there's literally a party in Labyrinth. You know, um, so we, so it's been our job to sort of figure out how do we celebrate the film and be true to the film, true to the source material, but also create an immersive uh, fan experience that that people will really enjoy. And so what we finally sort of landed on was, okay, it's the great conjunction. Uh, it'll feel like a New Year's Eve party where we build up to the crystal being healed. We heal the crystal, and then the and then the, the party starts. Celebrate. Um, so it'll feel so the dark crystal ball will feel more like sort of a New Year's Eve party. Ah yes, yeah. Oh, that that that's awesome. And I I mean for me, just you know, imagining it, I can just imagine you know you can have some poddling music happening in the background, and you know everyone just celebrating. It's um, no, it's it's just re yeah, really, it's really um, yeah, fantastic to hear about this you know upcoming um ball event with the dark crystal um bowl and um and of course i think you mentioned you um that there'll be several guests um uh, you know they'll be coming to the event um i think that's uh with brian henson um kirk thatcher and um hallie stanford and, and i guess you know I, I guess there'll probably be a couple probably surprises in store for fans that, that do attend um the bowl yes well we will have the costume contest and the the level of costuming that occurs at the ball, um, based on our experience with the Labyrinth Ball, has is just incredibly powerful. The people, because they know that their costumes are going to be judged by Brian Henson, the the level of of craftsmanship is just absolutely astounding. So there's a very high level of competition, um, and so just being there and being around all the people in the fantastic costumes is is part of that immersive experience. And then another part of the reason for that is, is that we hold the ball at the same on the same weekend as, a, as this large fantasy um, pop culture convention called Dragon Con. Uh, so there's 82,000 people all coming to the city to participate in Dragon Con. And they're some of the best costumers and cosplayers from all over the world. So we, we do it and we partner with with Dragon Con for, for several other events, including the ball. And we've created this you know, really cool, uh, geeky fan experience over here at the center. And then everyone, and that's on Thursday. And then all of those people didn't get to go enjoy Dragon Con for the whole rest of the weekend. So it's, it's a great, the timing is really perfect that the exhibit opens this time of year around the same time as Dragon Con. And we're able to, uh, you know, people, people, some, cause many people came in. In fact, one of the winners in the costume contest, uh, last year was from Australia. And so she's able, it's not just that she gets to come to the ball, you know, you're not just flying all the way from Australia for the ball, but you're also going to Dragon Con. There's so much else to do. You get to see the new exhibit. So we really try to make, a, there's a lot of really fun things available for people who come for that, you know, that four day, five day weekend that, that is the whole experience. And an even added bonus this year is that we have the National Puppet Slam all happening at the same time as well. Yes, so there's <laughs> so much going on that weekend. Um, and like, I mean, for myself, like, yeah, I'm from Australia, um, as well. And, um, it's, it's definitely something 
unfortunately can't make it to the Dark Crystal Bowl, but um, I am definitely going to do my best to um, to fly over to to see you all. You know, hopefully sometime next year. You know, for the the Dark Crystal exhibition that that is sort of coming out on that same uh, weekend, uh, which which is called uh, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal: World of Magic and Myth. So I guess you know how how did it all started? Was it pretty much based on the success of what um, you both had with um, with the Labyrinth exhibition to to do a Dark Crystal sort of dedicated exhibition piece? Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually wasn't here when they made the decision to put this exhibition together, but I am the lucky person who gets to finish um, helping that to come to fruition. And uh, so I, I probably, yes, based on some success, as well as our desire to continue to share um, some of the work of, that Jem Henson has done that is really unique and interesting and that maybe not everybody knows about. Um, yes, we have a wonderful uh, group of cult fans who know about the Dark Crystal and have loved the Dark Crystal for um, many, many years, but we also hope that we can hopefully create some new fans with some screenings as well as the ball and um, just really share how this work came to be and that it is continuing to go on. And not only do we have the Age of Resistance coming up, but there's um, some great YA novels that have come out um, that are continuing the story of the Dark Crystal, as well as some graphic novels. And um, we just want to help to build the fan base and, and get people to know how wonderful this is. And also there's just some really amazing puppets in this film, and we're going to be highlighting those as well. Um, we have Augur is going to be in the exhibition. We have Eskexis that's going to be in the exhibition. Our Mystic is coming on exhibition for the first time in many, many years. Um, fully restored. We're very, very excited to share that. Um, Jen. And uh, we have lots of prototypes and behind the scenes type stuff that is going to be really cool. We have lots of Froud's artwork that's going to be um, shown in the exhibition. So I think it's going to be a great treat for fans and um, newbies alike. And I think I, I can announce this here that, uh, you know, we have several ticket tiers that are available for the ball. We have ultra VIP tickets and VIP tickets and then general admission tickets. And the ultra VIP tickets have already sold out. They sold out almost immediately. Uh, and then the, the regular VIP tickets are all sold out, which there were 20 of those. General admission tickets are still available. Um, so I know that some people are like, oh, the Labyrinth Ball sold out. I won't be able to get a ticket. The dark, the general admission tickets are still available, but the ultra VIP package, uh, you get your own throne, you get your own name card with your own title that you that you make up, and the the ultra VIP guests I've received all of their all of their incredibly elaborate, wonderful titles that they've given themselves. <laughs> um, they get a spotlight dance song. They get to choose one song that the DJ plays, and the uh, and they get a spotlight dance. Um, so there's this, and they, they get a podling servant who comes and brings them bottomless uh, food and, and wine and beer the entire night. So you're waited on hand and foot by a little podling zombie. Um, <laughs> so we really try to create that immersive experience. And then the 20 VIP uh, ticket holders, we have a pre-party out, a one-hour uh, pre-party, where just those 20 people and the ultra VIPs there are with our special guests. So you get time to talk up close to Brian, you know, with Brian Henson before all the rest of the people come in and the party sort of gets loud. Um, so it's a really, you know, for fans, it's an incredible experience to spend that, you know, get that time with with those special guests. And we've also done uh, out of our a wonderful archives from uh, our museum, we have a beautiful piece of Brian Froud art of one of the mystics, the numerologist, as a matter of fact, and we're printing 
40 copies of this print that's that's scanned from the original archive a special uh, one of a kind print uh they're number 40 we are sending them to brian froud in england who will autograph all 40 of them numbered and those will be of those prints will be only available to those vip ticket holders and the winners of the costume contest so uh, in addition to a lot of the other prizes and things that we we have for the costume contest winners um but this is you know it's there's only 40 of them it's it's you know beautiful piece of art that we are making available to folks so there's all this extra stuff you know you, you get through the experience well i mean that, that that's that's really great you know with with you guys you know um you know all the special rewards that you sort of um offering to to the ultra vip but also to the vip tickets and I guess, like as you mentioned, that the um, the general admission tickets they're still on sale uh, for the Dark Crystal Bowl. Um, so if you wanted to purchase your ticket, I believe you could do so at if you go to puppet.org. And I think on the front page you should see an image. I think of um, Brian Hen- Henson. It says the Dark Crystal Bowl. You can um, just click on that to uh, purchase uh, the tickets to the Dark Crystal Bowl. And I guess, you know, I mean, for you, Bo, like, is there something like a piece, you know, from the exhibition that you're sort of looking forward to sort of being able to, to see it when, when it when it launches? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, I interned here at the Center for Puppetry Arts when I was in high school, um, a senior in high school. So I've, I've had a long history here at the Center. And when I did that internship, this was back in 1998 or so, uh, I was able to go into the museum collection and see the mystic that was not on display and has never been on display to the public uh, the entire time that that I've been going to the center. So to me, it's really sort of like a full circle of having seen the mystic so many years ago when I was a kid and being inspired by actually seeing it. And now here we are throwing this big party and the mystic is finally going to come back out and be on display for the public. So to me, the mystic, that sort of his, that his special place in my history of working here uh, is a really special moment to sort of come full circle. Um, and then, you know, then the next thing we'll be planning for what we hope will be the a wonderful dark crystal ball next year after age of resistance is already out. So we're going to have all these new characters for people to dress up as. We'll have all sorts of new inspirations for the party uh, beyond just the single film. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to having you know a wonderful experience at this ball and then making it a whole totally different experience next year that feels that feels like Dark Crystal with all this new information that we'll have. Um, you know, there's going to be so many new types of Gelflings to dress up as beyond just Jen and Kira. Um, there's going to be new creatures. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. So um, I can't wait to see the new show. And, you know, I get that special privilege of being able to sort of figure out what parts of the show are going to make really cool things to do at the ball next year. Um, so I'm just I'm just incredibly excited. But we'll, we will definitely be doing lots of big Age of Resistance events at DragonCon next year. That is part of my plan. I work directly with the Henson Company for all of the presentations that they do at DragonCon. Uh, and we're definitely talking about doing lots of um, really incredible Age of Resistance stuff next year. 
Yeah, well, no, which is awesome. And so, yeah, it's just such an, an exciting time uh, to be a fan of the Dark Crystal. And, you know, sort of you two sort of talking about sort of these things for, for next year. I think um, I'll have to um, start <laughs> booking uh, my flight ticket and I'll, 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 have to, I'll have to do my best to try, and, to try and make it over, that's for sure. Because, of course, you know, with the, um, um, with the exhibition that's, you know, happening. So is there sort of like an end date um, with um, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal World of Myth and Magic? We don't have a confirmed um, end date, but we know that it will at least go through Labor Day weekend of next year so that we can have another Dark Crystal Ball like um, Bo was talking about and um, give, plenty of people, give people plenty of time to get here and see the exhibition. We're also working on, um, and none of this has been announced yet, but we will be hopefully being announcing some other events that will be happening throughout the year that will happen in conjunction with the Dark Crystal. Um, we are starting things off on the beginning of August, we're going to have a screening. So hopefully those people who haven't seen the Dark Crystal, who know that Age of Resistance is coming out, can come and see it and then learn why they might want to come back for the ball or the exhibition and then continue to grow in their fandom. So um, we're just going to be having a whole year of Dark Crystal stuff and um, there's lots of wonderful things to look forward to. Another cool thing that we're working on right now is uh, last year for Labyrinth, we created the first of what we call our interactives here at the center, where we made a replica of, of David Bowie's The Goblin King's Throne from Labyrinth. And so you could, you know, people can sit on it, they can get their picture taken on it, they can pose like David Bowie. And so we wanted to do something similar for Dark Crystal. So we were like, okay, well, what would be the greatest photo op for the Dark Crystal? Well, it's the Dark Crystal. <laughs> so we are currently, um, with, with the help of the Henson Company, we are fabricating our own dark crystal that you can pose next to it, reuniting the shard into the crystal. It's going to light up when you touch it. It's going to be super cool. So, um, so when you come and visit this, when you come and see the ball, that will be when we when we debut it. But then all throughout the year that the dark crystal exhibit, the world of myth and magic exhibit is open. We'll have that really cool photo op where people can come and pose with the pose with the crystal themselves. And uh, we also, we, we very much encourage photography in our museum. You're not allowed to use a flash because it can damage the exhibits uh, and the artifacts, but we definitely encourage people to take that self, that sketches selfie and get their picture with the mystic and take your picture with the crystal. Um, Hashtag puppetry ATL. That's right. So we're work, we're, we're very hard at work. Um, our production com our production department is busily uh, working on the plans to, to build the crystal now. So it'll be all ready for all of the wonderful fans to come and pose with it. I'm sure there'll be a long line of people <laughs> wanting to take their picture with the crystal. Yeah, me, me too. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, you, you really, you really, you know, selling it not only to listeners, but also to me as well. So yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to, going to do my absolute best to, to fly over to, to see this exhibition. And, and like, I mean, that's the thing. Cause I hadn't, there hasn't been an exhibition like this for the dark crystal. I think since when the film first came out, I think it was in sort of, um, late, I think 1982 to early, um, 83, um, that I recall that Jim Henson, he did sort of like a tour, you know, around the US, but also a couple of countries. I think Australia was one of them had these sort of, um, sort of little exhibitions, you know, to, with the dark crystal that, you know, people could see Gelflings and the Gotham and Skeksis and Mystics. And so, um, this is, you know, sort of really exciting to see it, you know, to come back, I mean, in a really big way, you know, for the center for puppetry arts, so it's it's so exciting, and and I guess um, 
Jill, I, I probably wanted to ask, like, you know, what's sort of your favorite, what's, what's a piece that you think um, that the visitors will sort of look forward to the most or just be amazed about when they come in to, to see the um, upcoming exhibition? Well, I can't narrow it down to just one, but um, I think a couple of things come to mind. I think people will be really excited to see how much the puppets look like the puppets on screen. Like, it really looks like the sexist is glaring at you, mm-hmm. and um, it really looks like Agra's eye is going to pop out at any minute, and that kind of stuff. And then we have these cool prototypes that you've never seen before, probably, um, because they've been in our collection. Uh, wooden sexist hands to fiberglass sexist hands to figuring out how they were going to make all of that and how all of the controls would were going to work. We have some different examples of that. Um, the uh, Henson Archive is letting us borrow a Skex's head that they're actually letting us strip down so you can see the controls inside, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, we didn't want to do that with any of our, our items, but they did have um, some that they knew couldn't be restored. So we're going to get to do that. And um, we're just it's just going to be really exciting. There's lots of really great stuff to see that's really going to highlight not only how awesome the film is, but the artistry and um, the hard work that went behind it and the imagination. Um, so something really cool about the artifacts we're going to have in the exhibition is, you know, the whole thing about building Thra into this world. And they created so many creatures that not all of them even appeared in the film, but we are going to have some that you didn't see and how um, the concept art and stuff behind them. So I think that's going to be a really cool thing, too, especially now that we're going to see an expansion of the Dark Crystal universe as we move on with Age of Resistance and see what they may have kept or um, what may show up in some of the future work. Um, so no, it'd be um, interesting to see just sort of, you know, the unseen sort of work, um, from the dark crystal. Yeah. At, at the exhibition, which is, uh, yeah, just, just really exciting. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just really happy about that. It's all happening and, um, yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah. And I hope, and I know that you have featured the comic books on the podcast. You've, you've talked about the young adult novels. I'm really hoping that, you know, while obviously we're going to see, costumes inspired by Jen and Kira and the mystics and the Skeksis and and Podlings and stuff. I hope that people are digging into those comics and digging into those books and are, and are cosplaying as, as more than just, you know, like the, those characters that are in the movie are just, you know, just one part of the world of Thra. And I hope that people are really like digging deep in doing some deep cuts, you know, in their cosplay choices. And uh, I really look forward to seeing, like, I'm hoping that people come as the Urskeks the jo- you know, at the very end of the film, there were the joint, the, the Skeksis and the Mystics joined together. I want to see those costumes, you know. Uh, I get really excited about, about you know, what people are capable of doing, you know, from their home, you know, in their basement or in their kitchen. You know, that they they built this incredible thing on their kitchen table. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see the the variety of, of things that, that, that people will bring to the ball. Yeah, I mean, some of the cosplay that I've seen, you know, with, with Dark Crystal in particular, I just... Uh, really amazing. Um, like especially, I think I, think I recall one of the cosplayers. I think Ryan Wells, um, who's uh, done cosplayers, the Chamberlain and um, uh, and the Gotham and a couple, I think a couple of others as well. And his um, you know, cosplay is just amazing. And I, I really, I'm like, that's the thing I'm probably most excited about the ball is just, you know, what costumes um people, you know, the cosplays that people will come up with, you know, and yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, you know, just strictly from the movie, but it can also be from like the other materials, like you said, with the comics and the young adult novels, um, to have sort of, you know, your own interpretation of, um, those characters, um, from those things. I mean, for me, I'd love to see a Ron you know, <laughs> you know, have Ron sort of reunite with, um, <laughs> Olgra. Um, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, like for me, it's like, you know, if, if I did cosplay, I'd, I'd probably cosplay as probably um, uh, Kylan, um, who's a, um, a Gelfling sort of song teller from uh, J.M. Lee's books. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think definitely after Age of Resistance comes out, you're going to have all these new Gelflings and stuff and, and different tribes of Gelflings that they talk about in the book. I'm really excited about all that, you know. Yeah, me, me too. It's sort of, that's sort of probably the one aspect of the show that I'm really looking forward to is just seeing um new gelflings because i mean that's that's a thing like in the film we've only got jen and kira to to you know for what we know gelflings to look like and of course um in the sort of dark crystal law they sort of have established that there's at least seven tribes or seven clans i should say of um of gelflings so um that's that for me is sort of one of the exciting aspects um with age resistance so yeah just just can't wait can't wait for the show and um, and also, yeah, can't wait to, you know, to see, you know, your, your exhibition, um, when it's out and, and all happening. Yeah. I do, I do have one little other news item for you, uh, if you're interested for, for fans of Jim Henson's work, uh, and fans of, of special effects and creatures, which of course, you know, everything in, in Dark Crystal was a creature. We just announced today, um, that we will be holding, uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop Challenge live at DragonCon this year. Uh, where you are able to bring your own creatures, just like on the show. Uh, you'll, there'll be a challenge that will be announced three weeks before the convention. Everyone will have three weeks to complete the challenge, build it, build a creature, and it will be judged by uh, at DragonCon by Brian Henson, by ha- by Haley, uh, and and by Kirk Thatcher. And the prize will be a thousand dollar stipend to travel to the Jim Henson Studio in California for a private tour of the studio. Wow. I mean, that, that's amazing. Cause I mean, yeah, I, I had seen that show, um, the Jim Henson's uh, creature shop and I know a lot of fans were sort of disappointed about it's, you know, cancellation after the first season. So, so hearing about it is, you know, it's, I mean, like it's a fantastic opportunity for sort of fans and cosplayers to sort of have that, you know, chance, uh, you know, to be able to show off their work, you know, to the people from the Jim Henson company with Brian and, and, uh, uh, Kirk Thatcher, um, at, at Dragon Con, so um, and we hope that we hope that anyone who's participating bring your creatures to the ball. Come to the ball and bring your creatures. Absolutely. We want to see them. And I'm sure we'll see a lot of um, photos and, and video from the event. Um, so um, that that's you know I'll have to you know look at the watch the ball through videos and photos, um, uh, which which is which will be great. And I think yeah, a lot of fans and listeners will, will definitely love it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, one thing we one thing we can include is that uh, everyone, including general admission tickets, we are creating replicas of the shard, and every every ticket holder will get their own shard to take home from the ball. So it's not just the VIP ticket holders that are getting cool stuff. Uh, everyone who comes will get a, a special keepsake, um, and we have special. I think we're doing special koozies with a really cool design of the castle on it, uh, and and all sorts of stuff that that people will get. So. Um, there's there's lots to do uh, even if you're not even if you're a general admission ticket holder there's, you're still going to walk away with some cool stuff yeah it's all a wonderful experience no that's so, that's so exciting and um no, I'm just thrilled um that there's this you know big dark crystal event coming up you know with with you with the dark crystal ball but also with the exhibition and just so much more to come yeah I can anticipate. So Jill, I just wanted to ask, um, I mean, what, what would be your f- sort of favorite character, um, from the dark crystal? 
gosh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I go back and forth. It's either Kira or Agra. I uh, like the whole, uh, of course, you're not a boy. You don't have, or I have wings. You don't. Um, and also the whole, I know everything that's going on. <laughs> um, so the whole, there's a little bit of a feminist slant, slant to it. And I like that about the film. I don't know if that was intentional, but I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what about yourself, Barra? Who would be your, sort of your favorite character from The Dark Crystal? Uh, my favorite character, um, I think that the, you know, I obviously have a special place in my heart for the mystic because I saw him, I saw him in person when I was a kid. Um, you know, so that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat, uh, you know, um, cause I was the only person, you know, that I knew who'd ever seen it other than people who worked here. Uh, so I would say that, but then I, I gotta say, I think that my favorite thing is is Agra's observatory and just how how just huge and real you know you know we would do that with CG now you know but that but the orrery the orrery that that spins around and everything and reading the the ultimate visual history guide where it talks about you know the thing just started spinning and it was big and heavy and you had to duck or it would decapitate you <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> that I just to me like when I remember the film watching it as a kid it was that giant contraption that really I think captivated my imagination um so it's while it's not a character uh I think that that's maybe my favorite element yeah I, I, I that that would sort of be the same for me as well because I remember especially watching on VHS and you know sort of at the start of the scene we see you know Jen's just going through the cave and and, you know, VHS, you know, you couldn't really see much. It was all just basically black. And then once they sort of, you know, open the doors to Olga's observatory, it's just, um, just that sense of wonder um, that you really get um, just from seeing, you know, all the little, you know, the Ori, all the planets sort of spinning around. And, um, yeah, just a very magical moment um, from the Dark Crystal, yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, I encourage everyone, you know, all, you know, all the fans to um, to definitely check out um, the Center for Puppetry Arts, the upcoming exhibition, Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, World of Magic and Myth. And that all sort of begins um, August the 30th with The Dark Crystal Ball. And um, it's just very exciting. And um, I guess, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, Bo and Jill, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about this sort of um, exhibition. It's really exciting to see it all happening. It's our pleasure, Philip. Thank you so much for having us. Thank uh, you, and we do yeah. hope you'll come visit. All of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've already taken too long, Delfling. Hurry! At last, the crystal calls. It is time. Time to return to the castle. The crystal calls! To the crystal chamber! Now that's all the time I have for this episode of Trial by Stone. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. You can check us out on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. We're also on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast. And if you can give us a review on Facebook or on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated. I hope you all enjoyed the show and come back next time for more Trial by Stone.